At the hotel, Alice was waiting. She waited until I packed and checked out before admitting that Everett had spent the night. She hoped that she'd done her job well and that I was pleased and that I would give Frances a good report on her performance. I assured her that she was a natural-born star and invited her to Paris. She was thrilled, bubbling over with excitement. I knew that she would probably never show up there. It seemed obvious that one day Alice would meet the man of her dreams, a musician, a rock star, an executive who dressed well, or perhaps a writer, and she would fade away into the suburbs of Sydney. Later at the airport I thanked her, handed her an envelope with a special bonus in it from Frances, not me, and kissed her on the cheek. She said that another young woman, this one named Gracie, would be meeting my flight in Melbourne. I couldn't wait, hoping that Gracie was as funny and charming as the only other Gracie that I knew, that being Gracie Allen. After all the formalities of airport check-in and security were completed, I remembered that I'd not called Francis or Otto. I decided to start with Otto. It was unusual that he would call, and so it initiated worry that something might be wrong. It was. Otto had nearly burned down my apartment. Well, perhaps not burned, just smoked it well done. He'd been using my apartment to cook while I was away. He didn't think I'd mind, since he cooked there when I was home. It started when he put a brisket in the oven, then went upstairs to work in the attic for a couple of hours. He said that suddenly he could smell the smoke upstairs and returned to find the apartment completely filled with smoke. At first, he thought it was a fire. Although he'd called the fire department right away, there was no fire to fight. Instead, they discovered that the old oven had not been properly vented when the house was remodeled. It was, in fact, nothing more than the result of a poorly vented oven that I would become homeless. Fortunately, Otto reassured me, his insurance and mine would cover the clean-up and repair. Repainting, he corrected himself, would need to be done. Without it, the apartment would smell like well-worn brisket for many years to come. He was very, very sorry, he said. Then he offered to put me up in a hotel until the apartment was ready. I started laughing uncontrollably, remembering the fire at his restaurant the time he'd tried to cook a brisket there. The sous-chef had accused him of trying to burn the place down. He knew when he heard my laughter what story I was remembering. "'Not funny, my friend,' Otto said. Oh, "'Sorry, Otto,' I said. "'It's just, uh, well, maybe you should give up.' I couldn't say cooking. Brisket. There was stony silence on the other end of the line. "'Jamie, there's a good reason why I didn't check on the brisket.' Otto, what possibly could have been more important than not burning down the building? I asked. I found it, he announced proudly. I found what I was looking for. Now I was excited. I knew that he'd been on a quest in the attic. The Holy Grail? Yeah, for musicians, he answered. Otto explained that he'd found a previously unknown work by a 17th century Austrian composer. It was not only worth a fortune, but it would forever make him famous in the music world as the man who discovered it. He could not have been happier. He was right. It was well worth burning down the building and my apartment. I would give him that much. I let him off the hook on the cost of the hotel. Otto, don't worry about finding me a hotel room. I was planning to drive down to Provence anyway to see a dealer. I miss her. 
I may even stay a few weeks rather than drive back and forth. I can write anywhere. This way, you can do what you need to do with the apartment and have no deadlines. Then I added, I hate deadlines, don't you? I could already imagine the relief that Otto was feeling. Otto said, Thanks, Jamie. I promise I will make this up to you. No problem, I said. I wanted to say, No worries, mate, but I was wearing out that expression, and I wasn't sure if my Austrian friend would appreciate it as much as I did. I told Otto that I would call him when I arrived back in Paris before heading south. I still had a key to Jacqueline's apartment and could sleep there. He thanked me again for being so understanding. I couldn't resist. I told him that in future he could only make gelato at my place. He grumbled something in German which I didn't understand, then said, See you in Paris, my friend.